This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 926 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is an excerpt from the Horses in the Morning show. Lindsay White of Riders for Helmets joins Glenn and Coach Jen to dissect one of Glenn's famous lists. This one about techniques to help you be safer on the trail. And we'll get right to our tip after this important message from Kentucky Performance Products. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Feeding your horse starch-laden grains can lead to colic, laminitis, and metabolic disease. Today, nutritionists are recommending the use of high-quality fat to provide healthy calories. Fat is an extraordinary energy source. It's readily utilized by the horse and contains more than two times the calories of starchy grains. Replacing grain with a high-quality fat supplement reduces a horse's risk of developing health problems. Equijoule Stabilized Rice Bran is an excellent fat supplement. It contains a balanced calcium to phosphorus ratio and won't cause mineral imbalances when added to the diet. Its all-natural ingredients are high in healthy fat and fiber. And best of all, horses fueled by Equijoule stay calmer and more focused on the job at hand. When you need to add healthy calories to your horse's diet, choose Equijoule. To learn more, visit Kentucky Performance Products at kppusa.com. This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com. So what have we got next? Are we doing the uh, trail, safe habits for trail riding, I believe, is it? Yeah, you know, we found this list, uh, I found this list uh, this morning, and Jennifer will have something to say about a couple of these. Most of the lists that you find out there about safety on the trail are pretty obvious, and and this one has some obvious things in it, but, you know, sometimes we overlook the obvious, too, when we're going out to ride on the trail. and so I'll go over a couple of these, but there were a couple I wanted to really highlight and have Jennifer talk a little bit on from the training point of view. Now, this one, Jennifer, we have seen this, and, and uh, the natural horsemen will tell you not to do this. And actually, we've had some people on the show that have said this is not necessarily a good idea, that you, it should, you should be, you, a horse should learn to do this from both sides. And that is tack and untack the same way every time and from the same side. And, you know, what they're talking about is that you you do every snap in the same order and every buckle in the same order so your horse gets used to it and that you don't give them a surprise pinch or a pull or that kind of thing. Yet, you know, one of the things that the uh, that trail riders will tell you and endurance riders say is not to do it the same way every time because you may have times you have to tack up, you have to re, you may have to dismount on a ride and then you may have to mount from a different side. You may have to deal with the saddle from a different side. You may have to fix from a different side. That they should be used to both sides. I don't know. Do you guys have an opinion on that? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, okay. I think I think the point of this, the the spirit of the law, so to speak, is that you need to have a 
a engraved in stone checklist. An air, when a pilot gets into an airplane, he goes through a checklist every single time. Because, hello, once you're up in the air, there's not a lot of time or room for error. And I think it's more so than tacking up in the same order, but you need to have that mental checklist when you go riding that that checklist happens every single time you ride and in the same order you ride so that you're on the trail, you have to get off, you have to do something, adjust, tack, get back on. You have that checklist so that you don't climb back on, and after you've climbed aboard, then you realize, that you forgot to buckle something or you didn't do something. And that's the important part of that one, I think. Right. Okay. And then uh, you tighten your girth or cinch three times. How many times have we all seen that rider go around and the saddle starts slipping to the side and then the rider is riding under the horse? We've all ah. seen it happen, and it's all because we get a little bit lazy and we forget to do that double check. I'll tell you now, Glenn, I have yes. memories that are still ingrained in my brain, like a horror story of when I was four years old, getting onto a fat little black Shetland pony, assuming my mother had done up the girth, her assuming I wouldn't be stupid enough to get on the pony without doing checking the girth, my putting my foot in the stirrup and promptly sliding underneath the pony, Selwell style. So, oh, no! <laughs> I learned at a very young age, check your girth. <laughs> And check it three times. Right. <laughs> and it says, it says the first time you tighten the cinch, that's number one. You make it barely snug. You walk your horse and do a little groundwork, or you do the leg pulling thing in the front and you know stretching thing, and then you tighten it again, and then you make sure when you're on the horse you do that third tighten. So that's uh, that's something you know. But we get kind of lazy. You get lazier in a hurry, or you know something. You know you're thinking about something else, and that one is so easy to forget. And it's probably the most common one on this list. Um, and learn to, learn to tighten your girth while sitting on the horse. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And you believe it or not, you can do that in an English or a Western saddle. A little trickier with the Western saddle, but teach yourself that. It's, a, it's an excellent skill. Next one, uh, Jennifer, you can speak to this. Install an emergency handbrake. Practice the one rain stop. Um, and what they're what they're t they're not talking about just yanking the horse's head with one rein and and uh, in an uncontrollable fashion. So what do you what do you do? Like uh, and obviously this is obviously if you lose for for some reason you lose a rein or you lose uh, use of one of your hands. What what do you recommend here? Well, it's it's just like teaching your horse any other skill in that you school the horse so that he learns when his head is brought around to the side to a certain degree, somewhere along the lines of his nose getting close to touching your toe, um, that he has the physical capability to stop himself and the mental acuity to realize that that's a good thing to do. It's just like training any other skill, like a half halt. And you teach the horse the same way you would to teach a half halt in that you school. You teach the horse that he can give to the bit, to use a Western term, in that you pull the right rein, his head turns right, and that he can stop. Because for a lot of horses, he doesn't realize he can stop his body when his head is in that position. He gets off balance and he's going, oh, my God, I can't stop, and he gets panicky. And that's where you see um, the pulley rein, the bearing rein, the single rein stop. That's where you see it go bad. Someone will have a horse that's bolting or that is out of control 
They'll try to turn the horse into a circle or turn his head to the side, and the horse bolts because he's never been taught that he really can stop when he turns his head like that, and he can do it comfortably. So this is a do-your-homework people, and different disciplines and different horse riding styles have different names for it and different subtleties of the technique, but they all consist of a direct rein, pull the right rein, horse turns head right, and teaching the horse that this is a signal to slow down and or stop safely, and that is a good thing to do. So look it up on YouTube, ask your riding instructor, get some DVDs. It's really handy, and it can save your neck. Next one is get control of nervous feet by teaching your horse to bend in a circle. And he goes on to say this is another deceptively simple exercise that can be a lifesaver when you need to get control of your horse that is nervous or panicked, like when the bear comes out of the woods. Bending your right. horse this way and that can take his attention away from something he finds scary and put it on you. So is there some way you, you practice yeah. this? That's a light bulb moment. Way back when, um, before we had driving horses, a, a uh, wise horseman took me out for a drive in a cart with a well-broke pony, and the pony wanted to spook at something alongside the road. And the first thing I wanted to do, because the pony wanted to spook left, and I didn't want the pony to drive himself into the ditch that was on the left, I wanted to turn his head right. And this wise horseman said, wrong answer. He can't spook at something he doesn't see. Turn his head the other way which at the time was very counterintuitive to me because that to me meant, well, that just means the horse is going to spook to the left even faster when, in fact, he was perfectly correct. If the horse is staring at something on the right that he wants to spook at, if you, again, have done your homework and schooled your horse that I can turn your head left and not necessarily run left, it can save your neck. He can't see it. He's not focused on it. He's less likely to panic about it. And uh, that's, again, a very, very useful tool one of the first things that I would teach a horse off the racetrack because when you're on the racetrack you can turn your head left or right and gallop madly it's not a signal to slow down stop or turn <laughs> um, was to teach a horse that he can turn and make a circle and slow down and it's a good thing to do so it relates to the previous one excellent skill ask your riding instructor go on YouTube buy a DVD all right cool and then uh, just a couple more here. Um, one of these is easier than the other, and that's the first one, is teach your horse to disengage his hindquarters. Every move your horse makes requires power from the hind end, so when you feel things start to, it, starting to head in a dangerous direction, the very best thing you can do is take away the power. Apply heel pressure right behind the girth or cinch until your horse's back leg on the, that side crosses in front of the opposite hind leg. So talk about that a little bit. And this is actually a more difficult skill set, but once again, it relates to the two above it because when you turn your horse in a tiny little circle, he will, as the circle gets tinier and tinier, tinier, he will eventually do this of his own accord. So this is more of a detailed um, version. Instead of using ABS brakes on your car, you learn to manually pump the brakes is what's going on here. Uh, so when the horse is crossing one hind leg over the other, He's moving his hindquarters to the right. His left hind comes in front of the right hind to do it. You are preventing him from moving in a straightforward fashion, and he will have the ability to stop himself. So um, kind of read up on it, learn about it bit by bit. You'll see this very commonly in 
the Western and in the natural horsemanship um, families where you learn to what, do what's called disengage the hindquarters. He's stepping over himself. He can't run fast in a straight line while he's doing it. Right, right. And then the last one, and this one, you know, if it's done correctly, uh, it will give you a lot of confidence. If it's done incorrectly, you will also be in the hospital. And that is bail out safely. Learn and practice the emergency dismount, probably with guidance. <laughs> See, that, this was a double-edged sword because, like you said, if it's done incorrectly, you will land yourself somewhere with some broken somethings. But... Aside from using it in a panic situation, it is an extremely useful tool to give you confidence that when you do come off a horse involuntarily, um, it's something that you can manage emotionally, and it's also an excellent tool to um, learn body awareness. Kind of like when you do balance beam and you're a gymnast, you learn to fall off the balance beam, you learn to jump off the balance beam. It's a similar skill in that once you start coming undone, you can come undone in as safe a fashion as you can given the circumstances. So it is a good skill to have, even if you do not disagree with the bailout when your horse bolts method, which is some people buy into that, and I can argue both sides of, the, argue both sides of that. Learning how to do it is a useful skill, and like you said, under guidance, learn to do it, and it, it could save your neck someday. It sounds like something Lindsay practiced involuntarily when you were a kid. Listen, there was, <laughs> my mother has a lot to answer for. So there was another time on a pony, and this pony was probably probably about 14 too, but it was a little bit bigger for me because, I was, you know, I was it, it was a school pony, so I was riding him rather than my own. And she decided she was going to give me a leg up. So... She promptly grabbed, you know, did the foot thing in the foot, shoved me up, went straight off and over the other side. Seriously, when she did do that, I didn't just land just the other side of the pony. I mean, I went about 10 feet the other side of the pony. <laughs> <laughs> I make it sound not as bad as it really was. It was like a rocket launch. I mean, it was in spectacular fashion. My dad was just bent over double dying in laughter. I didn't find it so funny, but... <laughs> Well, there you go. And it sounds as if learning to give someone a proper leg up might be a good tip as well. To listen to more tips on everything from car barn care to websites for horse people, just go to horsetipdaily.com and look for the topics drop down menu on the left. And if you love listening to the Horses in the Morning gang putting in their two cents on everything horse, along with fascinating interviews from around the horse world, tune in at horsesinthemorning.com every weekday. And now you can have every one of your favorite Horse Radio Network shows with you wherever you go with the free Horse Radio Network app for iPhone and Android. Just go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. Download it today. It's free and easy. This podcast has been brought to you through the generous support of Kentucky Performance Products. You can find them online at kppusa.com and listeners like you. If you would like to support this podcast, go to horsetipdaily.com and look for the Become an Auditor banner right in the center of the page. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.